to you all. Good morning to you all. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Amen. Good morning. Good morning, saints. Good morning, Donna. Good morning, Roscoe. Good morning, Sister Geraldine Anthony. And who is that pretty lady you got sitting next to you? Sister Thelma. Praise the Lord. Khadijah, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Sister Givens. Uh, good morning. Uh, Sister Annette. Nina, I see you back there. Who else is back there? Cavers, mother, good morning. Uh-huh. Who is, is that the, uh, Sister Grant? Praise the Lord. Sister Vaughn. Good morning. Good morning. I'm going to get your attention this morning. Y'all going to hear this word. <laughs> Karen, good morning. Judy, good morning. We passed by your house uh, just yesterday, Judy, down in University Circle. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Uh, Sam, good morning. Sam and Sam. Angela, praise God. Tamika, praise the Lord. And these are my saints right here. These, they, they're going to help me preach this morning. Sister Cruz and Norma Jean. Good morning to you all this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be Let's give the Lord a praise this morning. You know that the Lord is good. I am so very excited. We are in uh, our New You series. New You. Somebody say New You. Somebody say, I want a new me. Yes, and we're focusing on health, 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 health. Oh, yes, we are. We're going to talk about it. So I, since we're focusing on health today, I decided I was going to come in, in the church with my, with my health clothes on today. <laughs> See, I, th this, is what I, this is what I run and work out in, and I got, that's a whole other testimony. I want to tell you guys, if you have a mind, the first uh, thing that we learned about uh, this health series is the power of choice. Let's show them what we're talking about during this series uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church has been blessed and gifted with a health message. Would you say amen? amen? But that health message is not just about what one eats. Praise the Lord. Amen. It is holistic. Somebody say holistic. Holistic. It's holistic. And the new acronym, it used to be New Start. How many of y'all are the New Start saints? How many remember New Start? Y'all don't remember New Start? Well, praise God. Good. All right. Well, then what uh, the acronym that they use to describe the holistic health emphasis that we have is creation. Would you say Creation. All right, let's look through and see what we're going to be studying throughout this series. We did take a break last week because of all the violence, uh, the black, uh, blue on black crime and the black on black crime. We, we paused just to talk about that. But today we're going to resume our series. And we've been hashtagging Grace Fit. Folks have been getting active and been walking and getting out and doing things and eating right. And so all of this is in an attempt to encourage our church to be the healthiest church in all of the city of Cleveland. Who says amen to that? Amen. So the creation acronym... First, uh, starts with choice. Pastor Johnson preached on that just a few weeks ago. We took a pause on that. And one of the things I want to just testify and tell you is that if you make up your mind that you want to be healthy and you want a healthy lifestyle, it can happen. But it first must start with you making up your mind. Come on, say amen. Now, there are some things that can encourage you to make up your mind. And one of the, the number one thing that encourages people to make up their mind to, eat, to be healthy is when they get sick. <laughs> yep. Unfortunately. But by the grace of God, we're going to be a church that's wise and we make those decisions before the decisions are made for us. I was talking with one of our saints the other day and they had a, uh, they had a, a medically imposed diet that was given to them. They don't have no choice anymore. They have to eat that way because they're sick. And I just believe that God desires for his people to, to live an abundant life and an abundant health. How many receive that right now? Don't worry, we ain't going to get beat up on today. We're going to help you today. Next, uh, then we're, today we're going to talk about rest. Keep going. And then after that, we're going to talk about environment and the effects of environment on our health. Next, activity. 
and how our, uh, there's a need for us to get active. Come on, say amen. This is the one everybody despises. Mm. <laughs> ah, Lord, have mercy. I, it's even the strongest health people, they'll, they'll get on you about food, but, uh, you know, exercising is a whole different ball game. That requires a will that is, yay, even supernatural. Come on, say amen. <laughs> Go ahead. What else is that? After a trust in God. You cannot make the kinds of necessary changes to your health that you want without the Lord. Would you say amen? amen. What else? Let's keep going. Interpersonal relationships. Ah, we didn't know that. We, we knew about food and exercise. But we didn't know how relationships matter. Real quick, just tell you this. Uh, there's a place in Italy, uh, uh, not far from Italy. Uh, I think it's called Sardinia. Uh, read about it not too long ago. Uh, they are one of the blue zones, a blue zone. These are places all over the world where people live to be 100, where they have the most concentration of people that live to be 100. By the way, we celebrated Sister Sally Pope's birthday yesterday. One of the members of our church turned 100 years old. Brothers and sisters, if y'all want to live long, keep coming to Glenville. There's a bunch of 90-year-olds and 80-year-olds and 100-year-olds in this church. I'm just I'm telling y'all it's true. Well, anyway, in these blue zones, this place in, of course, we know Loma Linda, California is a blue zone. Places in Japan, blue zone, all these people that live 100, and they study these people, try to figure out why. Well, in this particular place, the people in this blue zone, they all drink alcohol, yeah, smoke, but they're living to be 90 and 100 years old. Now, I'm not encouraging nobody to drink and smoke, all right? But they couldn't figure out why. They're, like, they're drinking and smoking, but they live to be 100. You know what the reason why? reason why is the majority of them live in households where there are at least three generations. And we know if you throw somebody in the nursing home and don't check on them, it greatly increases their chance of mortality. One of the things that increases, see, we, that's what I'm trying to tell you. When we talk about health, we can't just talk about what folks eat and exercise. We also got to talk about our relationships. Some of you guys are in mortal relationships. These are relationships that are killing you. And so we have to remember that that is important as well, all right? Keep going. Interpersonal relationship, outlook, how we view life, our, perce our perception. We're going to talk about that today as well. And then last but not least, nutrition, and we will talk about food. Praise the Lord. We, by the grace of God, we're going to put Slimans and Deanna's out of business. I just hurt somebody. Shots fired. Shots were fired just now. I just hurt somebody. And Dave's fried chicken. I know about it. <laughs> oh, Lord, I didn't know about Dave's fried chicken. I found out, though. I, someone told me. Amen. <laughs> All right, let's get into the word. Let's look at our text today. We're going to talk about rest. Somebody say rest. Come on, saints. Talk to me. Give me some enthusiasm. Say rest. Yes. For some reason, because I have these athletic clothes on, I just feel like running for some reason. All right. The Bible, uh, the, our, our sermon title today is, is, is too blessed to be stressed is a lie. Too blessed to be stressed is a lie. How many of y'all heard folks say, I'm too blessed to be stressed? Well, I want you to know from the word of God today, that's a lie. Look what the text of scripture says in Matthew, the 11th chapter. Matthew chapter 11, go there now. The Bible says, come unto me, read everybody, all you who are what? And what else? Burden. The King James Version says, uh, come unto me, all ye uh, that labor and are heavy what? Laden. In other words, weary and burdened, and I will give you, shout it out, everybody. Rest. 29, take my yoke. Upon you and learn from me, for I am what everybody, gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest. Now, watch this now. For your what? For your souls. We're talking about a, a, a whole different kind of level of rest. Verse 46 Jesus replied and said, You experts in the law, woe to you. Oh, I'm sorry, that's wrong text, wrong text, wrong text, wrong text. How'd that get in there? 
Oh, I see. Go to verse 30. Skip, skip. Verse 30. The Bible says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. All right, you can just stay right there for me, sister. I, I want to talk today about the lie of being too blessed to be stressed. Um, first thing I want to tell you is rest does not necessarily mean sleep. It does not necessarily mean sleep. And the reason why I know this is because there are times where I can get what you would suggest to be adequate sleep and how many still wake up and feel tired and still feel tired. I, I, I want to testify uh, most recently I had, I was constantly tired. Um, I get good rest. I exercise. I do it. I mean, I just in my routine and I would feel tired. And I would, I mean, we're talking about, we go to bed early. Uh, we wake up early. But we were getting about six, seven, eight hours of sleep, but getting the adequate rest. But I still kept, kept, kept feeling tired. And I, and I really couldn't figure out why, what was, wrong, what was wrong with me. Well, thank God for a wife who knows the importance of taking a vacation. So we took vacation. And when we took vacation, um, I did this thing called hydrotherapy. Any, I don't know, hydrotherapy is a, it's a cruel situation. Uh, they basically put you in hot, super, super hot, as much as you can stand it, hot water situations and real, 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 real cold water situations on and off, on and off. Matter of fact, they throw you in a, well, they don't throw you, but you get in an ice, an ice bath, and then right after the ice bath, you get in a whirlpool that's heated up to 80 to 90 degrees, and it's just back and forth, but it helps to regulate circulation. It helps to reduce stress and so forth. Well, anyway, once we were on vacation in Dominican Republic, and once it was over, and by the way, I want to say this. I come from a culture of family where we don't take much vacations, all right? Vacation for us was going to camp meeting. Okay. So, I mean, some of you know what I'm talking about. We don't, some of you get vacation, you don't do vacation. So, I'm just trying to tell you, rest is more than sleep. So, on the vacation, after the hydrotherapy, first time in my life I experienced this. Did the hydrotherapy, and so it was then time for us to lay down. They said, we just want you to lay down for a few seconds while we prepare for you the next, the next phase of the hydrotherapy. Brothers and sisters, when I laid down, you know, they got that nice music playing. You know, they got that uh, eucalyptus in the air. You know, it's just tantalizing to your nose. I'm saying that the environment is just right. Next thing I know, I didn't wake up until about three and a half to four hours later. All right? And then it hit me. It hit me. I said, I didn't realize how tired I was, watch this, y'all, until I took a rest. Y'all not hearing me. Listen to me. There are many of us right now who are really stressed and are really overwhelmed, but you don't even know how bad it is until you place yourself in an environment of rest. How do you know that you're stressed? How do you know that you're overwhelmed and overworked and, 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 and burdened? You won't even know until you take a break. I'm four hours. My wife left me. She left me there. And I, and, I, and I woke up, and they were ready to close down shop, but they let me sleep because they could tell your boy was tired. Now, I'm telling you now, it wasn't, it wasn't physical stuff. What I'm realizing is that the stress that many of us incur has very little to do with physical labor. It has very little to do with how much sleep we get, and sleep is very critical. Getting a good night's rest, come on, say amen. Uh, you can find an irritated, unsaved person even though they were saved the day before, find somebody who ain't got no sleep. Anybody ever raised children knows what I'm talking about. 
them little rugrats, they fight sleep. You remember those days when you had little kids and they fight sleep, they throw tantrums, and then they just go to sleep so peacefully, and their behavior changes. I mean, even with my kids, I could tell, I can tell you when my kids, even now, because we put them on such a rigorous schedule when they were born, I can tell by their behavior if their behavior is just straight up being honorary and disrespectful or if we press them too far past the limit. Some folks will whoop their kids behind because they're acting crazy. Ain't nobody tell you to have them out all night. Amen. Don't nobody in here function well Amen. without rest. But hear me this. Rest is not just sleep. And for many of us, you won't even know how overwhelmed, how overworked, and how stressed you are until you take a break. And a break can't happen in your normal environment. So what am I saying to you right now? There are many of you right now that are overwhelmingly stressed out. You are almost at the brink of burning and crashing. But you don't even know it because you can't tell just how deep it is until you step outside of your environment. Are you with me this morning? Are you with me this morning? Definition of stress is this. It's pressure or tension. Somebody say pressure or tension. It's the state of mental or emotional strain. It's also a verb, and the verb suggests to be subjected to, to pressure or to tension. Anybody out there feel at all any pressure or tension? And remember, the, the sub, I see three hands raised up. And the church folks go around here saying stuff, I'm too blessed to be stressed. That's a, that's a lie from hell. It is impossible. I don't care who, I don't care if you, I don't care if you and the Holy Spirit are neighbors. I don't care if he, I don't care if the Holy Spirit lives in your bedroom. It is impossible. The way that we are designed as human beings, we are sponges for stress. God never said, don't be stressed. That's not in the word of God. What God has given us are methods on how to manage our stress. All stress is not bad. How many know that to be true? All stress is not bad. For example, here are three kinds of stress. Three kinds. How many did I say, everybody? Three kinds of stress. The first uh, kind of stress is acute stress. Acute stress is the most common form of stress and is short-lived. Uh, it, can be, it can be beneficial and create motivation like cramming for an exam or finishing a report or under a gentleman. For example, standing here preaching right now is acute stress. Me standing here right now looking at all these faces, looking at me, like I don't know what I'm talking about, is stressful. <laughs> it is. Knowing that I have to come here every week and bring it. I'm telling you, I don't want to tell you my whole routine, but just know, well, I'm going I'm to I'm keep it 100. Man, when I have to preach, my body goes through all, and listen, I've been doing this for a long time. So, you know, don't be nervous. You love the Lord. The Lord will he'll fight for you, Pastor. There's no need to be nervous. It has nothing to do with that. Stress is involuntary. When you have to do something that's important, you feel stress. You know, those, those, uh, uh, those, those glands that sweat, begin to sweat. Your heart starts beating a little bit. Adrenaline begins to kick in. Right now, I am under stress because I know that I can say something that possibly might change somebody's life. Stress is not evil. There's acute stress. Acute stress is a roller coaster. Some of y'all look at a roller coaster. Some of y'all look at a roller coaster and get scared. Some of you get on the roller coaster and you're scared initially, and then once the thrill comes in, you know, it's all joy. Let me give you another example. Some of you are stressed when you come into the house of God because you, you struggle with crowds. There are some people who get stressed the minute they see more than three people. So, so follow me now. That's not a lack of trust in God. It's just that we are built to react to environments and situations, and stress is nothing more than a natural part of life. It's not stress that we're concerned about. It's how we manage stress. The next kind of stress is episodic 
acute stress, episodic, episodic. First is acute stress. Number two is episodic or episode. It, it happens from time to time at longer periods of time. Let me give definition. Are you still with me this morning? Yes. Let me give definition. This type of stress emerges, listen, y'all, in people who have disordered and chaotic lives. The more chaotic and disorderly your life is, the more likely you are to live in the next level of stress, which is episodic stress. Let me keep, let me keep giving you more definition. Always running late, but never on time. Have mercy, Lord. Or, or if something can go wrong, it, do, it does. Uh, all the harmo- are, are, are the hallmarks of people suffering from episodic or acute stress. So we're talking about this. Or, I mean, when your life is in chaos, and we're not just talking about in chaos because the devil is after you. We're talking about your life is not being managed in a way that's healthy for you. I don't know about you. When I walk into a room that is not clean, I get stressed. I cannot sleep in a dirty room. That's just me. Some of y'all sleep. I mean, listen, the more tore up the room is, the better your sleep is. That's how you get down. But there's some of us, we can't handle that. Dishes in the sink, we go stress. My kids got on me yesterday because they say, every time I come home, I start fussing. I'm sorry. I mean, anybody know what I'm talking about? You come home, you see stuff out of order. You know why? Because it causes me stress. So I said to them yesterday, relieve daddy's stress. And when I come home, let it be done. So we have to have the same conversation every day, right? Episodic stress. Let me keep talking. Uh, you have seen this type. Uh, these kinds of people are over-aroused, they're short-tempered, come on, say amen, somebody, they're irritable, yeah. tense, and anxious from having too many irons in the fire and making too many self-inflicted demands. You put too much pressure on yourself. This is self-inflicted. You can control this. You can manage this. But the problem is, is you have taken on too much. Your life is chaotic. It's disordered. That's episodic episodic, episodic stress. And some of the results of this, hear me now, some of the results of this are tension headaches, persistence, migraines, y'all still here, hypertension, and creates risk for heart disease. So when I talk about acute stress, I'm talking about moments. And listen, some moments can be so traumatic that they push you over into post-traumatic stress disorder. They can. For example, if a soldier is in battle, and he experiences a moment of trauma by seeing one of his buddies die. That one moment can move from acute to episodic, then to the last one, chronic stress. So acute is a moment. Episodic is a lifestyle where we just are unorganized, out of order, chaotic. But here's the, here's, here's the problem. Many of us are here and don't even know it. Now, I've, least, I've at least named the majority of us, but here's the, here's the danger zone right here. Chronic stress. Somebody say chronic stress. Chronic stress is the long-term debilitating stress often seen in individuals suffering from unending poverty. Some of y'all were born like this. You were born in abject poverty. You were born in an environment of chronic stress. And listen, how many know when you're broke? I mean, real broke? Now, some of y'all were so broke you didn't know you were broke, right? That's because you wasn't paying no bills. How many remember when you were kids, you didn't know how poor you was, until some stuff changed. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? Like my kids, they, like, they don't even know the struggle. But, but when you begin to realize the struggle, you have to make ends meet. And, and your check is smaller than the month is. Or when you, when, 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 watch this, it not only talks about poverty, but it talks about dysfunctional families. When you are living in constant dysfunction where there is abuse, verbal, physical, sexual, listen to me now, uh, despise careers. Some of y'all go to a job every day that you cannot stand. 
and you are living, now y'all don't even know the danger yet, you are living in chronic stress. Every day you get up, stress takes over because you don't want to go where you got to go. Some of y'all get chronic stress from having to go home. For some of you, your job is your oasis and home is your hell. Come on, talk to me in here. And you despise to see that husband. You despise to see that wife. You despise to see them children. You despise. You, despise. you don't know why, right? Well, you do know why. Come on in here. Some, some chronic stresses. Hear me now. Hear me, saints. Hear me, saints. I'm coming down your pew right now or down your chair. Some chronic stresses can stem from traumatic childhood experiences that have created a belief system. Hear me now. That causes the stressed sufferer to view the world as a threatening place. So because of what you experienced in childhood, and many of us are not even able to process this unless we get some help from somebody, be it a therapist or a counselor, to help us to walk through why we so mean, to help us to walk through why we're always so irritated, for us to walk through why we're so anxious and why we have such anxiety and panic attacks. They used to say back in the day, a nervous breakdown. We've gotten more sophisticated now. We call them uh, panic attacks and so forth. And, and many of us do not know why. Many of us are stunted in our maturation process through traumatic events that happened to us when we was 9 and 10 years old. And you have not been healed. You have not recovered. You are still a child trapped in your eight-year-old body because of trauma that happened back then. And you can tell when you see the triggers. Can I, can I, keep, can I keep teaching here for a minute? The person with chronic stress, we're going somewhere, usually sees no end to their miserable situation. Their outlook is terrible. See, please, we cannot underestimate the experiences that people have gone through. When you experience serious trauma or when you've experienced unending stress, when you were born in an environment of acute, chronic, and episodic stress, you got all three at work. It has the way that God designed us. We are, we are not immune to the things that happen in our environment. And, and, so, and so now, I, I want to teach you about public enemy number one in the health system. Public enemy number one, the health of the Cleveland Clinic is building all up and down these streets. They're about to take over Huff. Well, they already took over Huff. It's done. They're going down 105 University Circle. They've taken over Cleveland. Used to be Ford, GM, and Chrysler. Guess what? It's Cleveland Clinic now. And you know what Cleveland Clinic is making money off of? Stress. The number one reason why people are filing for disability in the United States of America is because of stress-induced illness. The number one reason why people are, are, are filing for, uh, what's that thing when you're sick uh, and, and you got to step away from work or you're injured, uh, uh, workers, workers' compensation. The number one reason why they're paying out is for mental illness and mental instability. People can't function anymore. People are overwhelmed now. People are so overwhelmed now that they're blowing people's brains out. They, they have issues. Look, I mean, look at the race issue. We see racial issues. It used to be a thing where we just called each other a bad word. Come on now, let's be honest. And then we moved on. We are not, not at that place anymore. What we are doing now is we are blowing people's brains out. I'm telling you, I'm afraid now. I'm, I'm just being honest. Some of y'all are tougher than I am. But I just, I just if, if, in traffic, when something crazy happens, somebody cuts me off, there used to be a day I would blow my horn real aggressively at them. But depending on who it is, and now I'm getting to a place where I'm not blowing my horn at anybody. Oh, you want to cut in front of me? Go right on ahead. Have a good day. You don't know people's, I'm telling you, people are on the edge. Some of you are on the edge. You are a moment away from losing it. 
Oh, please, please, don't, please don't be offended by what I'm saying. Some of you have lost it. No, no, please don't miss it. I'm not saying you're crazy. We don't use that kind of language. Please, I'm not even playing right now. Some of you are in the danger zone. Some of you cannot function in life. Some of you cry when there's nothing to cry about. You laugh when there's nothing to laugh about. Some of you have heart palpitations and, and you have constant migraines and you have ulcers and you're overwhelmed by the simple things in life because you tipped over. So Cleveland Clinic is making money off of a hormone. You know what that hormone is called? Cortisol. You know what cortisol is? It's a stress hormone. Listen, we're so fearfully and wonderfully made. Every time you get stressed out, there are two hormones that are released in your body. One is adrenaline. Case in point, if somebody came in here with a gun and I saw it, adrenaline would kick in. Even if I had a twisted ankle, it would, now hear me, adrenaline would kick in and it would sustain me to run as if I had never been hurt. Has anybody ever seen a dog before? Some, so listen, some of y'all in your 70s, you see a dog, you run like Jesse Owens. Come on, tell the truth. You would. And then you would, after it's over, you're tired and worn out, you forget that you just ran like a gazelle. Adrenaline does that. Adrenaline gives you an extra boost to be able, God is awesome. It gives you an extra boost to be able to handle the stress. Right now, I'm operating on adrenaline. Uh, but there's another one called cortisol. Cortisol, too, uh, is, 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 is released. And this is the number one thing. Now, here's the problem. The problem is, is when you have sustained stress, cortisol and adrenaline were not meant to dwell in your body for extended periods of time. When they dwell in your body for extended periods of time, they become toxic, and then they begin to weaken your immune system, and they put you at risk. Somebody say at risk. For all kinds of diseases. Can I, can I break down what those diseases are real quick? I got to move. I got to move. Are y'all still here? It releases. So, so accelerated aging is because you're stressed, hormones are. And so I, I, my, my father used to say this when we were kids. You stew. Anybody heard of you stew, stewing? Any old school folk know what I'm talking about? You stewing in your anger. What does that mean when you're stewing? Y'all know, anybody made stew before? What's the, oh, listen, let's talk. What's stew? Stew is generally meats and vegetables and some kind of broth that has been cooking for hours. It ain't no stew if it's been thrown in the microwave. Get that out of my face. That ain't stew. <laughs> stew means that it's been cooking, my brother, for some time, right? It's been stewing. So what happens is, is when, when cortisol and when adrenaline are in your body from constant stress, your mind is stressed, and you're stressed out about stuff that doesn't really even exist. You're stressed out about things you have no control over. You're stressed out about things that happened 20 years ago. You're stressed out about people. You're stressed out. You're stressed. You're stressed. You're stressed. And you stay there. It begins to stew and it begins to cause you to age rapidly. You ever look at these presidents? Look at Obama. Look at Bill Clinton. Like, I mean, Obama still, you know, his hair turned a little bit, but he still looks about the same. I remember Bill Clinton when he went that thing with Monica Lewinsky and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we, in that time period, not just in his president, in that time period, we saw wrinkles. In that time period, we saw skin hanging. In that time period, we saw hair thinning. 
Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You went through a major ordeal. Your hair started thinning. Your face started shrinking. And, and you've seen folk that have been in that stuff and come out, and you've seen how their body looks revived. Their face looks flush. That's because when these hormones are released in your body for sustained periods of time, they create a, 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 a scenario in your body where your immune system is weakened to fight off disease. Next, next. I'm going to help you right here. Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, the risk of Alzheimer's increases or decreases based on the amount of stress. Anxiety, asthma, obesity. Let's talk. Some of us are overweight because we eat to self-medicate. Uh, depression, all at risk when we're when stressed. Diabetes. Digestive problems, such as ulcers, heartburn, irritable bowel, acid reflux, stress, headaches. Some folks get migraines all the time. Can't figure out why. Stress. Take, take an Excedrin, that don't work. And how many know when you have a migraine, don't nothing work except turning the lights off and, and silence and, and you just ride that thing out, right? What else? Sleep problems. Some folks can't sleep. Heart disease. Weight gain. Memory and concentration impairment. Now I know why I forget stuff all the time. Premature death increases and increases. Now, so, so let's get to the word here. So, 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 Pastor, what are you saying? You're saying all of us are stressed. All of us are at different levels of experience are stressed. You told us earlier the goal of life is not to remove stress. Some stress is good. Some stress is bad. However, many of us are stewing in stress, and it's killing us. It's making us sick. It's messing up our witness. It's messing up our outlook in life. Many of us don't even have good relations. We can't maintain marriages. We can't maintain friendships. Oh, Y'all not hearing me. We can't maintain our walk with God because we're imbalanced. I'm not talking about chemicals. Stay in the spiritual now. I'm talking about we are off balance. We dwell more on negativity than we dwell on God. We live and stew of our own mess, and we stay there. And, and then we walk around talking about how we are God's chosen people when we are out of whack, out of focus, overwhelmed, stressed out, don't got nothing good to say, are hurting people all around us because hurt people hurt other people simply because we don't even, here's the, here's the scary thing, Lord have mercy Jesus, we don't even know how bad we are. I didn't even know I was snapping at wife and children. I didn't even know my impatience level was rising. I didn't even know why I was getting sick all the time and why I was always having headaches until I put myself in an environment of rest. Hear what the preacher is saying today. You will not know how bad off you are until you put yourself in an environment of rest. If you want to know how stressed you are, how unhealthy you are, how much you need to grow and change, you have to first put yourself in an environment of rest. I'm not told my sleep. Are y'all still here? Let me break it down and get out of your way. Here it is. Here it is. Lord, help me today to help somebody. So what they will say to you is, is... Uh, in the health circles, they'll tell you to do this. They'll say, if you want to manage stress better, they say, sleep out eight hours a night. New thing they're saying now is get off them devices. Some folk need to take TVs out of their bedroom. Overstimulated. 
And listen, and you, if anybody watching CNN or Fox, hope you ain't watching Fox. Man. If you're watching any of that stuff, BBC, how can you watch that stuff and not be depressed? No, help me out. How, and, uh, how can you, and especially local news, I don't watch it. People are always informing me of what happens in the city. I cannot watch that stuff. It's all negative. Constantly, somebody got shot, somebody got killed, somebody got murdered, somebody, somebody got the head cut off, somebody, somebody's children got abducted, something. And we are not, hear me, y'all, we are not designed as human beings to take in, take in, take in, take in, and never experience a moment of restoring, rejuvenating rest. Y'all here? I said, are y'all here? They say that you need an environment change. Uh, look, some of y'all need to leave Cleveland. And somebody needs to leave wherever they are and come to Cleveland. It has nothing to do with Cleveland. It's just that some of you are in an environment where you got to go. Some of you leaving in houses where you got to go. Some of you need to change your bedroom around. Anybody, anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever had your bedroom set up a certain way for so long and you, you shift the bedroom and that just helped out a little bit? Well, I don't know, I don't know. You clean that nasty house. Huh? Throw some stuff away. Stop hoarding. Get some simplicity in your life. Y'all not hearing me here today. Breathe well. Let's do that right now. I want everybody to breathe in. And the reason why we do this is because it increases the oxygen flow in your brain. And when it increases the oxygen flow in your brain, it actually releases endorphins in your brain that say, I feel good. I want you to breathe in through your nostrils and breathe out through your lips clo uh, tightly closed on the count of three. One, two, three. Breathe out. One more time. Breathe in. One more time. One for the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Let's go. Breathe in. Breathe out. You don't even know it, but you just had a 30-second or 10-second Sabbath. Breathing. Getting right air. My, my wife is in this thing where she puts certain plants in the house. Because the plants oxygenate. Or they help set environment. Some of y'all live in a house where all they do is smoke and drink all the time. How? Are y'all still here? Some of you need to, to daydream, they say. Helps to release stress. All this ADD stuff, listen, I don't buy it. I'm serious, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. It's, it's too new for me to buy it. It's too new. Oh, and it's funny, you can connect almost all the geniuses with ADHD. You know, basically what they're saying is, you, if you don't learn this way, then you're ADHD. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, daydreaming helps. Sometimes you just got to pause where you are and let your mind flow somewhere. Recover. Shut the noise out for a minute. All right? This is what, this is what science is saying. Science is also saying vacation. And I'm going to hit you with some scripture. V take a vacation. How many of you? No, I don't want to embarrass nobody. Most of us in here don't take vacation because we don't have money. It's not true. That's what you're telling yourself. A vacation, and I know some of us are broke, but we spend money on what we think is important. So let me tell you what I did. I bought in to a vacation club because I knew, and I get all this vacation time, I knew that if I didn't invest in it, I wouldn't take them. My wife made me. She said, you're going to pay X amount of dollars every month, and I'm having stress because of that. 
so that you can get away. I'm telling you, man, being on the beaches, of, some of y'all ain't been to the Caribbean. See the other folks. It don't even cost that much money. Some of you have been on a cruise. Cruise is as cheap as I don't know what now. I'm, I'm trying to tell y'all. As a matter of fact, I think at the end of this, we're going to bless somebody with a vacation somewhere. I think we're going to bless somebody with a vacation. Hopefully it'll be somebody who ain't never been on vacation. And I'm saying, you have to put yourself in spaces where you can recover. Somebody say recover. And then they say laugh. How many of y'all get a good laugh in? Look, man, turn on Beverly Hillbillies, man. Am I in the right crowd? I'm in the right crowd, right? Huh? Put on the Jeffersons. Put on Sanford and Son. Some, some of y'all watch that stuff all day long. That's stress. But I'm saying sometimes get a laugh. Some of y'all are too serious. Oh, the Lord is the Lord is coming. We don't have time to jest. Spirit of prophecy said we're not to be laughing and joking because the Lord is coming. And you're going to be angry and serious until your deathbed. Laughter doeth merry like a medicine, the word of God says. And science actually proves that when you laugh, certain endorphins, certain hormones are released in you that provide healing agents. <laughs> I went by, listen, I went by to visit uh, Sister Radney the other day. Well, I went by to visit Sister Radney, 101 years old. Sister Radney was imitating my laugh. <laughs> but, but that told me something. Sister Radney is 101 years old, not by accident. Sister, Sister Radney ain't sitting at home reading a Sabbath school lesson all day. She's getting some laughs in. Some of y'all need to find something to laugh about. Come on and laugh at yourself. Hey, here's a good suggestion. Go stand in your bathroom, look in the mirror, and get some jokes. Stand there butt naked and laugh. You get jokes for days. Come on, say amen. <laughs> Sister Rodney was joking my laugh. Am I telling the truth? I went in there, and her, her, her daughter said, yeah, imitate Pastor Emma's laugh. She's like, ha, 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 I'm like, that is my laugh. I felt some type of way. But she kept doing it over and over again. She almost fell out of the bed laughing at me. This is what science is saying. But the word of God, but the word of God has a solution to not just deal with physical stress, but I'm talking about that supernatural demon-infested stress that many of us have where we can do all of those things and we still are overwhelmed. We, we still are burdened. We still are a ticking time bond. We're still irritable all the time. We still can't be nice, can't say nothing nice. We still can't find love and can't give love. There are certain, listen, sleep ain't going to fix that. A laugh is not going to fix that. Come on, talk to me here, somebody. A drink, eight glasses of water is not going to fix that. Eight hours of sleep is not going to fix that. But Jesus, when he looked out all of this, when Jesus began to look out on the world, Jesus said, if I were to, if I were to, if I were to assess the current condition of the world, he would say that the world is stressed. And watch what he says. He says, because of the, of the overwhelming nature of life, how many know that life I know you're a tough person. I, I know you know the Lord, but real folk, talk to me in here. How many know that life can be something else? The moment you think you can handle it, you get to a place where you want to quit. The moment you think you got it under control, I don't care how much Bible you read. You get to a place where you say, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get through this thing. I need, I need you to help me just to function. Everybody will come to a place. We walk around talking about uh, God don't put no more on you than you can bear. The devil is a lie. God always puts more on you than you can bear. Because if God didn't put more on you than you can bear, then you wouldn't know to depend on him. 
The problem is, is most of us are trying to fix our own problems. So notice what the Lord said. He said, I see my people and they're struggling. I see their tears at night. I see their struggle. I see the gun to their head. I see them self-medicating on food and pills. I see their marriages falling apart. My wife and I celebrated 15 years yesterday. And as we were celebrating our 15 years, we began to recount all the couples that got married around the time we did. And their marriages have fallen apart. Stress has taken out the enemy, has used our dysfunction to tear one another apart. Some of us can't function in church. We can't function at work. We're always overwhelmed. And the Lord saw that. And this is what the Lord said. He said, come unto me. Oh, I love this text of Scripture. The Lord said, come unto me. He said, I see your pain. I see what you're going through. I see your hurts. I see the stuff that you can't see. And because you can't see it, the only way for you to know how bad off you are, he said, come unto me. Lord have mercy. Do you know the Greek word for, for uh, phrase for come unto me is in the imperative? Hear me now. What the Lord is literally saying is, come here now. If you don't come right now, you're going to fall apart. If you don't come right now, you're going to lose your mind and not even know you lost it. If you don't come right now, you're going to lose your marriage. If you don't come right now, you're going to lose your children. If you don't come right now, you're going to lose your health. If you don't come right now, you're going to lose your sanity. The Lord says, it's in the imperative, y'all. That's critical. When Jesus said, come unto me, it's a command. He's saying, I see what you're going through. And I declare right now, come now. Come now. Turn off the TV and come to me. Come to me. Y'all not hearing me. The Bible says, the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. See, the, many of us are so unhealthy because we don't come to the Lord. And if we do, we don't come real. If the Lord knows your stuff, knows you're overwhelmed, knows you can't take it, know that these children are killing you. I got elderly saints in here, I'm talking real talk now, whose children are killing them. Well, let me rephrase it. They're allowing the decisions of their children to take their lives out. The Lord's got a word for you, mother. The Lord said, come to me. Come honest. Come real. Don't come holy and righteous because you're not. I need you to come and tell me everything. He said, be anxious for nothing. How, Lord? He said, with prayer. Hallelujah. And with, with supplication. He said, make your request. I'm giving you the solution. He said, make your request known to the Lord. Anybody know the power of prayer? The power of going to God. But many of us are not getting from God what we need because when we go to God, we're holding back. The Lord, when the Lord is saying, come to me, he's saying, come naked. He's saying, come open, come broken, come nasty, come filthy, come stressed, come worried, come anxious. Don't come trying to pretend like all is well. He says, I don't want to hear that. When you come to me, you don't have to pray a certain way. Open up your mouth and say, Lord, I can't take it no more. Come, Lord, have mercy. The Lord, listen. Most of us are in such bad shape that we wouldn't even expect God to say that. The, watch this. Second point is, notice who God says, come to me. He says, those 
that are weary, Lord, you better help me today, and heavy laden. I got to break that down. First of all, I'm going to say it in the most street way possible so you can catch it first, and I'm going to go get deep. Weary and heavy laden is basically like saying, weary, you're catching it. You know what I'm talking about? A weary person is catching it. Catching what, Pastor? Catching hell. See, it's your environment. It's not you, but you are surrounded. The enemy is, come on, let's not play with this. You think the enemy wants you to be happy? You think the enemy wants Chris? The, uh, the enemy, he don't want us to go to church. No, he wants you to go to church and be mean and nasty and hateful and irritable and impatient and sick and overweight. Come on, saints, hear me now. But notice what God says. The Lord says, he says, some of y'all are catching it. You can't, and it's demonic. It's, and it's been happening in every generation. All the women in your family mad. All the men in your family womanizers. Hello? Everybody in your family got pregnant out of wedlock. Hello, somebody. Are y'all hearing me now? Everybody, everybody got an anger problem. Everybody's self-righteous. Everybody, come on, y'all hearing me now. We're not just talking about some old physical stress that you experienced because you was at work all day and you tired. I'm talking about you tired because you're fighting stuff you can't even see. I'm talking about you tired because you are literally fighting principalities, help me Lord Jesus, and powers and rulers of darkness that you can't see. Your child ain't in the church because the devil is trying to destroy your family. War against him in the name of Jesus. Come against him in the name of Jesus. Claim the blood of Jesus over your family. Come to the Lord. When the doors of the church open, get your behind in there. When it's time to pray, get in there. When we haven't go university, find your group. When it's time to wake up in the morning, get your hips up and say, Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. Lord, help me. Wherever there's an opportunity to get into his presence. Especially if, number one, you're catching it, weary. And then number two, burden means that you're carrying it. Are y'all hearing me? So some of us are catching it. Have I got any witnesses in here? Anybody got a demon assigned to your house? Three of them. Four. Five. Are y'all hearing me? Where your hands at? I asked me, I said, anybody got demons in you? So why ain't you running to the Lord? You should be the most spiritual person in the church. The more hell you catch, the more holy you should be. You're catching it. Watch this. The Greek word, I got to end. The Greek word for weary suggests a person is tired from work. Watch this. (laughs) Their labor and work is united with trouble. Here it is. And this is what the Greek word literally says. They're taking a beating. So some of y'all, some of y'all from the streets. When y'all was in the world, y'all wouldn't be taking it from people on the streets like the way y'all take it from the devil. If some of y'all still to this day, you, you saved, but if somebody say something to you the wrong way, you, they gonna have problems. When the devil be throwing all kind of hell at you, at your church, you won't even come to him. So you're catching it, and then you're carrying it. 
This is y'all right here. I see y'all. Y'all come in church like this. Now, catching it, you can't control. How many of you, you going to as long as you, listen, matter of fact, the minute you claim Jesus as your personal Savior, you signed up to catch it. But carrying it, you made that choice. This is how y'all be. Come right to these doors right here. I see y'all. I'm looking at you right now. You come in here. It's the day the Lord has made. We ought to rejoice and be glad in it. And I'm sick of this. Seriously, man. I be preaching. I'm not, listen, this ain't, this ain't no self. But I know the Holy Ghost be with me sometimes. Sometimes. Every now and then, he bless your boy. And then I be looking at y'all. This is how y'all look. Praise team, get up to sing. Sister Kim, come on, let's praise the Lord. Lift your hands. God is good. God is good, saints. Let's put our hands together and, and bless his name for all that he has done. Prayer time. Any, any, anybody that has any burden, you know, the prayer, the prayer guys now, they're getting very general. Now, just so we can get everybody to come. Those of you who are going through it, come forward for prayer. Now, your husband's cheating on you. Your kid's on drugs. Your granddaughter is questioning her identity. And they say, anybody that has anything to pray for, come down for prayer. And then, and then, this, then, 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 the, then, the, then, the, then it's my turn now. Oh, you know, and I come ready. Holy Ghost is on me. I'm preaching. I'm preaching the word. I don't care what y'all say. I'm preaching the word. Talking about God's grace, God's goodness, his mercy, his kindness. I asked one amen, and then they didn't hear me. I got to say it again. And you know, you know why they didn't hear it? Because, listen, many of you have trouble concentrating in worship because all you're doing is thinking about your problems. Y'all can't, can't see me. I need to go up here and preach. You, you, you're stressed out. You're overwhelmed. But the Lord says, come unto me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And this is the look on your face. So 
somebody beside you gets up and waves their hand. You're like. <laughs> and then you leave. And listen, this this after the Holy Ghost came in. This is after folks have interceded. This is after folks have prayed. The promise of God is if two or three are gathered together in my name, the Lord was literally here. You came in like this. And then somebody, somebody say some, some gossip to you. And now, you, and, now you, and now you're carrying somebody else's burden. And then somebody didn't speak to you. And you picked up something else. And so here's the problem. You came in with one bag. But because you didn't go to God when you had the opportunity, you're now leaving with more on you than you came in. Let me tell y'all something. It is impossible to come into the presence of God and stay one way. Either you come in and experience rest. Hallelujah. Rest. As a matter of fact, the Greek word for rest in this text is the same word they use for Sabbath in the Old Testament. So what the Lord is saying is, come unto me, all you that labor are heavy laden, and I will give you Sabbath, not just on Sabbath. You know what Sabbath is? Watch this. Sabbath is undeserved rest. Watch, watch me now. When God gave the Sabbath to Adam and Eve, he gave it to them on what day, y'all? Seventh day. How long had they been living? Just one day. How much work did they do to earn a day of rest? The first full day that Adam and Eve lived on planet Earth was the Sabbath. So God was trying to implant on their minds that Sabbath is not about rules. Sabbath is not about what you do and what you don't do. The Sabbath is literally a celebration that God then gave me some stuff that I don't deserve. I said it's a celebration. So when I limp onto the seventh day, when I, when, I, when I fight through Monday and uh, Sunday and, and I struggle through Monday and, and I, Tuesday I, I can barely, can't wait. And, and Wednesday I'm, I'm praying my way through and, and, and Thursday I'm almost about to break. And, and, and Friday when I see the sun set in the sky, I'm not thinking about I can't eat this, I, I can't do this, I, I can't go there. What I'm thinking about is this is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day I'm going to rejoice because I made it into this space of time that God has given me that I don't deserve, where I celebrate what the Lord has done in my life, and I run into this rest. I'm rejuvenated by this rest. I'm strengthened by this rest. My mind is fortified by this rest. My heart is lifted by this rest. My attitude is changed by this rest. And God is saying, not only do I want you to experience this rest, every seven days, but I want you to take momentary Sabbaths. Every time, Ellen White says, Ellen White says, I don't have to tell you, Ellen White says this, she says, every time we call on the name of the Lord, we are entering into heaven. She says, we are bringing heaven down here. 
Heaven is not someplace I go. Heaven is something that I experience right now. I step into rest. Let's close this thing. Some of you got to make a choice right now to enter that rest. Some of you are keeping Sabbath, you think, but you're not. Hear me, watch this. It is impossible to keep the Sabbath if you've not entered into Christ's rest. I'm going to make a bold statement right now. Bold. Somebody was talking about Senator uh, Lieberman. Y'all remember him? And they were talking about, oh, man, Senator Lieberman, his, he keeps the Sabbath, you know, because he's a Jew. He knows the truth. Guess what? You cannot keep Sabbath if you've not entered into Christ's rest. Watch this now. Some of y'all accuse people of breaking the Sabbath because they went out to eat or, or they went to do this and went to do that. If your mind is on worry, if your mind is anxious, if you, if you are stuck on stress, you are a Sabbath breaker. You, see, Jesus is the Sabbath. Well, look, look what Jesus says. He says, I am Lord of the Sabbath, which is to say, you can't even get Sabbath unless you go through me because I give you a peace that passes understanding. Hallelujah. He says, I take away all your cares. He says, because when you take on my yoke, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm a Sabbath keeper. No, you're not. You're too mean. I'm a Sabbath keeper. No, you're not. You're too negative. All you do is go to church on a day and don't do a few things. You're not entering through his rest. Jesus said, come unto me. He didn't say, come unto a day. He said, the day is a reflection. Because some of y'all, Lord have mercy. He's saying we ought not keep the Sabbath. No, I'm saying the way you're keeping Sabbath is not keeping Sabbath. You think it's just a day? Jesus says, come to me, and I'll give you Sabbath every day. See, that bothers some of us because you only want Sabbath one day a week. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. The seventh day is the Sabbath. And God wants us to practice every sunset Friday through sunset Saturday the importance of rest. But God doesn't just want you to be at rest on a day. God wants you to enter into his rest. That's why Hebrews 4 says there still remains a Sabbath rest. And that rest is trusting and resting in Jesus. You don't have to carry this. What for? Let that thing go. Give that thing to the Lord. Why are you killing yourself? We've been learning this thing recently where it's been telling us that we need to recycle our prayers, our, our stresses into prayers. You, I want you to try this this week. Every time you get stressed about anything, anything, turn it into a prayer and then enter into his rest. Anything. They said number one thing people are stressed about in America is money. When you open in them bills, name of Jesus. <laughs> Father, I enter into your rest right now. I am tempted to worry. I am tempted to fret. I'm tempted to be stressed. I feel my heart beating now. But in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you said be anxious for nothing, 
but with prayer. And this is kind of this is abundant living. Abundant living is taking our stress to the Lord constantly, constantly. Let me let me tell you something real quick. So, you know this little phone here. Sometimes the battery drains real fast on these phones, right? And uh, I, you know it's a brand new phone, so I'm like. I don't understand. I went to them and I said, yo, I want another phone. I just got this phone and it keeps dying. Dude took the phone. He's like, I said, the phone's been off. He said, I, I said, I lay the phone down and I pick it up while it's off and the percentage goes down. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. It's just sitting there. He took the phone. He opened the phone, and depending on what phone it is, it's different, but I know on the iPhone, he double-clicked, and what he saw was, I had all these applications open. So one by one, he starts shutting them down. He said, when you use something, shut it down when you're done. Shut it down. I said, Holy Spirit. Most of us in here walking around with applications open. That's why your batteries drain. That's why you can't praise God. That's why you can't serve. That's why you can't minister. That's why you can't be nice. That's why all your marriages fall apart. Because you got all this stuff open that God, that God wants to close. But you got to bring it to him. Oh, you got to bring it to him. Let him shut him down. You got stuff in your past. You got memory. You got stuff you've been through as a child. And it's still open. Let's pray. Holy Spirit right now and if you have a stress right now if you have a burden right now that you've been holding on to that you want to release and it's only supernatural only the Holy Ghost can help you to release it you want to release it I want you to stand right now this ain't for everybody but if there's somebody right now I want you to name that thing I want you to release it right now turn that problem into a prayer right now claim a promise 